Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me busting through and living life full out get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail hey everybody welcome welcome to our good news segment i'm dr pat listen think about this what if you can save and improve the lives of thousands of children worldwide did you know one in every 33 babies is born with a birth defect. What if you could do something to change the trajectory of that? What if you could do that? Dr. Holly Hedrick is joining me here today, attending pediatric and fetal surgeon at Children's Hospital Philadelphia. And we are here to share with you just that, how we can save those lives, those infants, those babies, Dr. Holly, thank you for joining me here today. I, I don't think that people are aware of how far we have forget, progressed to save the lives of these babies. I think that once upon a time, we just looked at something and said, that's just the way it's going to be. But can you give us a snapshot of where we were and where we are today, just so people know what you all have been doing to save lives? Welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Um, the field of fetal surgery is about 40, 50 years old, um, um, and even neonatal um, care is actually rather young. If you think about it, the first babies were intubated in the 60s and had respiratory support. So so the whole field um, of just care in general has, has progressed. And so with that, we just looked and we've been able to track a lot of natural history and know when things are going wrong. And so... This was really the impetus to try to do things sooner and sooner to try to correct things before babies are even born um, to, like you say, save a lifetime, just change the whole trajectory, um, change the course. Mm-hmm. You know, you look, everybody gets tapped on the shoulder to really enact and enliven their passion in this world and get back. Clearly, that's you. Can I ask you, what is it about your role and your passion and purpose. You know, when I think about your career path and, and you know, pediatric surgery, and I'm thinking about your trajectory of your life, what was it in your life where you knew this was something you absolutely were passionate about doing for, for as a career, but also to save lives? You know, as a trainee, you are exposed to um, a lot of different things. Um, mm-hmm. And there are times where it just doesn't feel like work. And that was really the first thing. It was like this idea that you can fix things, this idea that you can you can focus on the things you can do rather than focusing on the things that are wrong. The diagnostic mm-hmm. phase is all great, but the, the, the sort of fixing phase is, <laughs> is just fun, fun, and um, so rewarding. And so um, I, I think that that was like the real the, – and, and it seemed fantastic. It seemed like fantastic voyage, yeah. right? It, it seemed um, – 
it seemed like I was pinching myself to be in the room. So um, there was an, uh, an awe, an awe to it all, um, a very inspiring awe to it and, and mentors that um, mm-hmm. did incredible things. So, um, you know, it only takes like one interaction to change somebody's lifetime. Right. In terms of choosing your life's purpose and also in terms of your own, you know, outcomes for for the patients that are treated. So um, it's it's sort of being eyes wide open to what, what excites you all the time. Um, and, you know, that's why I ask you the question, because, you know, this is one of those areas where you literally can change the lives of uh, a child, a baby and a family. Uh, and I want to ask you, uh, as we as we go through this, Dr. Hedrick, I want to ask you about what types of conditions are we talking about? Because I think our audience has heard of this, but I don't think they are aware of exactly what we're talking about. So I, I love how you, you pointed out that it happens to one out of every 33 babies, and it costs billions of dollars. No parent is immune. Every time you're waiting for that 20-week anatomy scan, you know, there's the possibility that somebody says that there's something wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, it's We don't know why some birth defects happen. Um, there's research that's happening on, on many fronts, um, and it's the leading cause of infant mortality that the problems that we know that we can do something about um, most commonly now have to do with spina bifida um, mm-hmm. in terms of a fetal intervention, um, also to do with things that cause um, fluid to connect in compartments, um, uh, something called a shunt can be placed, and so um, that is a common procedure. And then there are twin problems um, where one twin is is stealing from another twin, the, the twin-twin transfusion syndrome, where that is a minimally invasive uh, procedure that um, is performed frequently um, in, in 2020. Um, and so these are really three three areas where we know we make a huge difference, where, you know, um, bad outcomes were imminent and now they are not. Um, there are also other things that we'd like to, to address, and I think yeah. there's ongoing research, you know, um, on that. And so... Um, at Children's Hospital of Philadelphia, I mean, there's been an incredible laboratory effort from the beginning. And so that translational component where you're always looking for things um, to to improve and then translating that into the clinic. And so um, that's that's very real and, and, and ever-present. Yeah, you really brought up something that many people don't don't quite understand, and it took me a little bit of personal experience to understand it myself, is that there's the science of things. And then there is the bring it into the actual healing environment in a hospital or in a doctor's office. And those two things are separate and apart, but they're related. I want to ask you, when all is said and done, how has this changed the lives of the babies? What I mean is, you know, what are the long-term results and, um, and, 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 what are you most excited about when you kind of take a peek out for the future? Um, I, I think the first thing is that, that that you mentioned was that diagnostic phase where yeah. just because something's rare doesn't mean there's nothing that can be done. And so we're pretty we're all about possibilities, like possible solutions. Yeah. And so that's the that's the exciting part. Um, the the long term is a very important thing to track and to know actually what you what you're what's happening. And so there are long-term follow-up, multidisciplinary, transdisciplinary, interdisciplinary programs to to really tease out all the outcomes. Um, and and things are really promising. Um, I, I think that 
that some diagnoses that we thought were absolutely devastating and there was right. no hope that we can offer a lot of hope for and we can we can show videos of, of kids, you know, running around and having, um, you know, fun-filled, typical lives yeah. um, where that wasn't possible before. And so that's our most gratifying thing, right, when we have our, right. our little reunions where we see the patients back. Um, <laughs> I, I think it's, it's, it's awareness, too, I, which yeah. is why we're so happy that you're doing a show like this. It's that yeah. just because something's rare doesn't mean that there's nothing that can be done. And so um, – it's it's giving access to to expert opinion to to know if there is and there isn't always but sometimes there there really is something life changing. There is something life changing, and I love what you just said about just because it's rare. By the way, when we started uh, eleven years ago to create this network, they told us we were out of our minds. You know, to create a positive tech talk radio network was absolutely rare. Nobody wants to be educated and informed, and guess what? They were wrong. So. I totally relate to, to where you are, but you said something that's so important to me, and I want to get back to it. We live in the world of possibilities in this network. That is one of our key themes. You said that word, and that is something that we don't talk about enough when we're talking about this particular s- subject. We don't talk about possibilities, but isn't that in, in effect, doctor, isn't that what you have then now provided people, possibilities that they didn't have before? Oh, for sure. And, and, and there's ripple effects too. It's like there's, there's whole systems that were born out of this. So, um, because we want to be able to take care of a, you know, if we do a, a prenatal procedure, we want to be able to, to take care of the baby and the mother. At the time of birth, we've, we've developed a program or a, a center that has, you know, birth actually inside of a children's hospital where the baby can be um, cared for right away and not have a transport. So mm-hmm. things like that are a ripple effect that came out of the field. Mm-hmm. Um, there are other things that just make make the field better for everybody, um, even patients that don't have a birth defect. And so those ripple effects, those those positive things that, that happen um, that, that carry down and change the trajectory uh, for for all patients. I want to, I know you've got to run off, but I want to make sure we tell folks, number one, how do we find out more about this, about the progress? How do people stay plugged in? Um, there is, we have a, a website, um, fetalsurgery.chop, C-H-O-P dot E-D-U. Um, if you, you can just, um, type into your browser, fetal surgery, and lots of information comes up. Um, you can type in prenatal diagnosis and information comes up. Um, and then within that, on that website, there's, you know, all the diagnoses that are treatable and all the diagnoses that are, that we diagnose and, mm. and perhaps we do something shortly after birth, um, will, will, will be information and knowledge is power. So there's a lot on that site and it, it will link you to other sites. Wow. I want to ask you this last thing because we're watching a lot of television. We're watching a lot of doctor shows, by the way. Um, and one of the things that Pete, I know we are, we're so obsessed with it, right? You know, you watch a show like The Good Doctor and you think that's real life. Um, but I want to ask you this question because I just recently had a surgery. So I, I, I'm very familiar with what happens in a hospital during COVID-19. And my experience was absolutely stellar. And I think we're not talking about that enough. Has COVID affected anything in the realm of providing these surgeries? Well, we were just as busy. So babies yeah. were still diagnosed with yeah. problems and patients were still cared for. Yep. And so it is the one area in the hospital where we did not really shut yeah. down at all. 
um, we developed a bunch of protocols that um, have kept people safe. Um, yep. And uh, we're happily all vaccinated now. Um, but, um, yeah, it, it, there's lots of protocols in place. And some of them, you know, some of the things, again, like that ripple effect, some things like the number of video visits, those may stay up just because now that's more convenient for people. And so there are some things that because of COVID will actually be better for everybody yep. in the future. So there's, there's, um, it, it was very, very frightening in those early weeks. Um, but I think that we figured it out. Yeah. You know, and I want to say that, too, because it was frightening for me to have scheduled a major surgery and then to be able to go in and just watch the pure perfection of how hospitals and doctors have been able to turn on a dime. And I want to congratulate you all for that, because this is the untold story. This is one of the stories that's not being told. And I want to congratulate you for that, because you did not let COVID-19 stop your ability to save these babies. Thank you so much. One more time, let us know how to find out more. What's that website? It is fetalsurgery.chop.edu. Once again, fetalsurgery.chop.edu. Thank you. Thank you so much for this today. We're going to take a short break, everybody. Please check it out. We'll be right back. Your inspiration all day on transformationtalkradio.com. Your favorite Transformation Talk radio shows are now on Spotify. Simply search out your favorite host or show by name, tap the subscribe button, and boom. With over 150 million active monthly users on Spotify, Transformation Talk Radio is thrilled to expand our reach so you never have to miss an episode. Well, what the heck are you waiting for? Log into Spotify and subscribe now. The Dr. Pat Show. The Dr. Pat Show. The Dr. Pat Show. This is it. The energy of heart-to-heart, mind-to-mind, love-to-love. These are the questions that people have and rarely state. When we have an internal transformation and we see things differently, what does it mean to step into the full nature of being a spiritual being? How am I to be? This is it. Every day, you have to do something outrageously positive. It is so absolutely relevant because what I've seen in humanity, despite what's in the headlines, I'm so struck by the heroes that have come forward. I'm just absolutely in awe. The idea generators and superheroes. All of you, you are the best listening audience in the world, and we are bringing it in 2021. Hey, everybody, welcome. It's so great to have you join us in our good news segment. So, you know, I came across someone who literally described my world for the past year or so. And when I thought about this, I thought about, you know, what does it take to be the rugged entrepreneur? What is it that every business leader should know? What do you need to know about yourself? What do you need to know about the world? What do you need to know about the actions required? And what do you need to know to be in a place to be success should be as, as if you were breathing. But what is it that my very special guest today, Scott Andrew, what is it 
that he what did he do in this book, this amazing book, The Rugged Entrepreneur, what every disruptive business leader should know. Yes, I did say that. Scott, welcome to the show. It's great to have you here. It's great to be here, Dr. Pat. Let's start out with disruptive, because I think that's a, that's really the best place to really tune in and jump into for a minute. You know, when we talk about a disruptive business leader, you must have some experience in this for this to be sort of your passion hot point. Tell us what a disruptive business leader might look like. <laughs> Uh, well, and it, it wouldn't have a particular shape or sex or religion. <laughs> Rugged entrepreneurialism crosses kind of all um, genres, if you will. It's somewhat yep. like justice and blind and doesn't have anything to do with someone's socioeconomic status. But being rugged has a lot of similarities. There's hundreds and hundreds of skills and traits. But disruptive is one of by far the most important ones because it's a chaotic world. You're you're a yeah. rugged entrepreneur yourself, so you know how chaotic it is. Oh yeah. In an industry where it's changed uh, very quickly over time, and change happens faster and faster as we develop more and more technology. But mainly, somebody has to know how to disrupt themselves, which is why humility is a very important thing, so you can be teachable and tap into that universal wisdom. And and you have to start with being willing to disrupt yourself and thus be able to further disrupt teams and uh, organizations within yeah. your within your business itself. And ultimately, when you when you start to master those things, you can target industries and subsections in industries and literally disrupt those industries themselves. We've done it several times. Yeah. And you know what I love about this as I'm reading your book, one of the things thought that I was really zoomed in on about about this phrase, right, is I realized after reading your book, the proactive nature of it. And let me make a statement and you tell me if I'm even close to being on track. The idea of being a the idea of, of stepping in and being a disruptive business leader. This is what it's come to mean to me is. People have said, Pat, why would you shake things up and redesign technology and broadcasting? Why would you do that? You know, you could just keep floating as you're floating, be, you know, fastest growing positive talk. Now, you could do all that. Why would you disrupt or shake up the apple cart? Why? I get that a lot. But I think it's a proactive move, meaning, let me disrupt. Let me do the disruptive business action here to prepare ourselves for the future. Can you talk to that point? Because, you know, there's something about being comfortable in a dynamic world that just doesn't make sense to me. Absolutely. And it speaks to the heart of what a rugged entrepreneur um, is. You you have an innate desire, uh, Pat, to, to make a positive change inside of the enterprise that you operate not not just your own radio talk show mm -hmm. but the whole industry you you have to see things really big you have to have enough wisdom about the industry that you're looking to disrupt and you have to have a strong strong um, sense of drive towards doing something that can change it in such a positive way that it is absolutely disruptive more mm -hmm. so than just a better price or a, a, a better digital media format uh, and not even something revolutionarily new. 
Right. But, but you want to disrupt it with a force. And as you started to do that, I'm sure you found that people joined <laughs> you in that same kind of mission, if you will. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. I mean, there's no question about it. I mean, not only have we watched our affiliate networks sort of do the same thing, but we've even offered our technology to them. You know, we've even Mm. said, look, we'll show you how we're doing it, you know, because that has been for me. I don't have to worry about competition. I'm being guided by a, a life force, a divine energy that is so much bigger than competition. This is what I want to talk to you because I'm reading your book and I'm reading about the four elements of a rugged entrepreneur. I would love for you to share what those four elements are for our listeners today. The foundational elements, and they're the most important ones, there's skill sets in those elements that I do discuss in depth at the book, but a fervent work ethic is absolutely a must, and there's an important dynamic to that in that it's it's about learning to love work. You know, we teach, uh, we, we hear cliches like, if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. And we've got a lot of young people who are lost because they're continually searching for what they think they're going to love. And the reality is you learn to love the productive value of work, and you find more and more important things to work on once you learn to love work itself. But a fervent work ethic, um, a a humility, a strong sense of humility with a healthy pride, and those things. Those two things don't always sound like they go together, but they do. You, you have to be humble to be teachable. And at the point in time where you're no longer teachable to new ideas and concepts, you're probably going to lose your disruptive edge. So you've got to be humble, but also it's okay to be proud of what you do and happy about what you do and take some very serious pride in it, or you probably won't pull a lot of people with you um, if they don't sense that pride and sense of deservance, if you will. And then mental toughness, and that's just a that's not anything new that entrepreneurs don't know about. I've got a an exercise about raising your mental toughness quotient in the book because the world is always changing. There is I love your view on not having competition. That's John Wooden's view. He he always said we don't prepare for the other team's defense. We just run UCLA's offense. Yeah. The best we can, and we don't have to worry about their defense. I, I love that attitude in business. And yeah, but even with that, it's still a chaotic world. It's always changing and evolving, and there's always storms of business. And you got to be mentally tough to deal with it and stay positive because you, you just you don't know what's coming in the coming day. And mental toughness is a quality you can develop and strengthen. And the last one is faith. I love Steve mm. Jobs said. As an entrepreneur, you would, you might not be able to see looking forward how the dots will connect. But when you get where you have the faith to, to move into, you will look back and see that the dots did connect. And that's a type of faith. And all, I think, rugged entrepreneurialism is about extended success, not just short term or quick success. It's building on that success and sustaining it. Uh, through any kind of situation or chaos mm-hmm. and uh, having faith to move forward. You, you had to have a lot of faith to think you could launch into the the talk radio world yeah. and launch literally your own network that you believed would dynamically change that whole genre of talk in such a positive way. 
You know, I got to tell you this for me, and let's talk about faith for a minute because it is actually my lead, I like to call it my leading pitch. Um, it is the place I start. It is the place I start. It is that place which becomes the bedrock of everything else I do. Um, and it, and it's hard to explain to others, but in your book, you've done a beautiful job of it. You know, you've done a beautiful job of saying to folks, wait a minute, let's talk about rugged and these four different aspects of what you define are just beautiful and they work in such harmony together. You know, I had a friend say to me a quote, you know, by I think Lewis was humility is not thinking less of yourself. It's thinking of yourself less. And, Mm. you know, that stuck with me. It took me a really long time to, to process that. Right. But it stuck with me for a really long time. It's also humility is also the bedrock of every 12 step program out there. I want to ask you this question in your experience, your life. And and by the way, I love this book. This is one of these books that you got to underline. You got to take the points out. And I want to can I read a quote from your book and I want you to comment on it. Do you mind if I do that? Absolutely. All right. So here's what you say. And I'm going to read this quote and then I want folks to know how to get the book. So here's what you say. This is going to be like one of these things I I get typed up and put on my wall. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Two of my favorite Mm. words in one sentence, faith and hope. Isn't this really the game changer? Have you ever known any successful person or company to be that without this? Oh, that's a great observation and and really so critical. It's good that those things get put into a almost a mathematical context in the book that you can that faith is an action word and and the evidence of things hoped for is a is a future that's not yet seen and you have to you have to talk about it and you have to think about it and you have to work towards it. And your, your evidence of that is that you do. You, you were talking to people about your broadcast show and your decision to start your own network before you actually leapt into that. Yes. And then the, the substance of it though is very touchable. That's the reality. You, you can talk about it all day long and not do anything, but you actually took action. So it does start with the thoughts and the, and the talk, but then ultimately it gets backed up by the substance, which is, what what you're actually doing to make what you talked about come true. Mm-hmm. Look, I could talk with you forever on this, but I want to make sure before our time runs out here, how do people find out more about you? How do they find out about The Rugged Entrepreneur? How do they find out about where to get the book? Um, they can go to www.ruggedentrepreneur.com, and it's got all the social media hashtags and a link to buy the book and, and to download a free chapter. I want to ask you this this last question. I want to know what challenges and obstacles did you have to overcome to put this kind of fire in your belly? Oh, wow. The biggest example is somewhat of a secret reveal in the end of the book. And it has something to do with somebody who's very special to me. And I, I went a time in life without talking with them, which was very difficult. Um, but that also drove me. Um, it, it, it made me dig deep down inside to figure out how to be direct with myself about what I wanted and identifying those drivers so that I would be willing to work hard enough to, to overcome 
even the, even sometimes the emotional things that can be more difficult than the physical or capital challenges of entrepreneurialism. Um, but yeah, it's, the road to success as an entrepreneur is not always built on success itself. A lot of time it's built on some pretty tough failures and some some moments mm-hmm. where you have to look yourself in the mirror and learn how the world sees you and what you need to do to adjust to it. Yeah, I think about, boy, I'll tell you, failure. Failure is one of those words that in our society, when we place it in the backdrop of our lives, what we find out is, you know, we look at those moments in time, right? Some people would call my homelessness at age 17 failureism. You know, some people may call the fact that, you know, you you go through and you try to start a business and it doesn't take off. And there you are. They may call that a failure. But this quote sums up what I think you're saying to people and inviting us to. And it's in the latter part of your book when you talk about drive and purpose. It's the quote from Michael Jordan. Some people want it to happen. Some people wish it would happen. Others make it happen. My mama was from the deep south, and she would say to us girls, she'd say, girls, faith without works is dead. Never knew mm-hmm. what that meant till later in life. But when I figured that out, I got it. You what sound like you somebody who knows how to take action, that's for sure. Oh, I had a great, I got a great mama. I got to tell you. Yeah. Best fried chicken on the planet, but I want to tell you something. It was about having three girls, her first one at 12, her second one at 13, and knowing mm. how to get the girls being successful in life. Here's my question for you, and I want to thank you so very, 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 very much for joining us today. There's so much more we could talk about. I hope you will come back. We're in the middle of COVID-19. People have been affected by it. We've been affected by it and decided to grow. Now, I want to ask you, the rugged entrepreneur does what during (laughs) COVID-19? I know. Don't you love that question? (laughs) It's a great question, and so many people are in a situation where they're a little bit more not helpless to anything, but they're going to have to change their – they're going to have to pivot entirely, maybe even out of the industry they're in. You pivoted back in March and quickly saw that we were going to have to deem our franchisees and ourselves essential and not just say it to ourselves, but to document it. And there were different state regulations, county regulations, city Regulations. There was no conformity across the board. So rugged entrepreneurs had to deem themselves or pivot their business to make it essential in a way where they could stay open just to survive. And uh, we were able to do that because we thought about it early and yep. we paid close attention to it. So I know that you always have to be ready to pivot, never more so than in a time like COVID. And there's there's been some continuous pivoting going on in many industries. Yeah. And, you know, I love this because you and I both know, I think for me, what I took on in COVID-19, I took on the support of people that didn't have the resources I had. You know, mm. the very, very fact that you need a PhD in form filling out just to apply for the PPP And now my bank has halted all acceptances of new forgiveness forms. And so we're all waiting for the short form. And I think most people don't even know how to begin to navigate that. And I think that's where we could be of, of, of humility and of good service to help others navigate 
these rough waters just like you're doing. This book helped people navigate the rough waters. And by the way, you've written it in a way that everybody can understand it. It's heartfelt, it's direct, and it gives people the tools and the pathway and the compass to follow. So I want to congratulate you on that. Again, please tell folks how to find out about you, how to get a copy of the book, and then I'd love to know your personal message, what you want to leave us with today. Well, once again, it's www.ruggedentrepreneur.com, and there's uh, all the information they would need, including how to get the book and a free chapter there. Mm-hmm. And I, I think all entrepreneurs need to learn about being rugged, mm-hmm. and uh, it's not for every entrepreneur. But my message is for the people who already are developing some of that, and it's so fun to be able to teach and be on, uh, inspirational in a space that you've worked so hard to cultivate. But my my favorite message is our mission is to empower entrepreneurs in all our companies. But my favorite message is just to say, stay rugged. Yeah, stay rugged. I got to tell you this, too. I work with a great team of people. I get to show up and have this conversation with you because I've got David producing it, Jessica, Linda, Kim, Jacob, Olivia. And, and look, we get to stand on all the shoulders of all previous rugged entrepreneurs, don't we? Absolutely. I love it. Thank you so much for joining me here today. Folks, this was a super good news segment. Lots in the book, lots to learn right here from Scott. So I want to encourage all of you, please don't give up. Please stay in the energy of faith and make sure that you step out and know that everything that you conceived, you can achieve. We'll see you in a few minutes. Your inspiration all day on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Tune into Three Things I've Learned with Susan Dolce every first and third Tuesday of the month at noon Pacific, 3 o'clock Eastern on Transformation Talk Radio. Join Susan and her guests as they share the stories that shift our souls about radical transformations, courageous breakthroughs, and life lessons. Three Things I've Learned with Susan Dolce. For more information, go to TransformationTalkRadio.com or visit Susan's website at SusanDolce.com. On a tough day, our first impulse is to check out. But here's a better idea. Check in. Check in with yourself in two specific ways. First, check in with your body. Are your hands balled into fists? Is your jaw clenched? Notice any place you feel tension in your body and consciously relax. Then check in with your mind. Are you fully present to the people and activities in your immediate environment? Or is your mind a million miles away, worrying about the future, brooding about the past? If that's the case, gently bring your awareness back to the present moment. When we check in with ourselves, we can create more peace in ourselves and in our world. If you'd like to learn more about incorporating mindfulness practices into your daily life, contact me, Mary Angela McGuire at McGuireLifeCoach.com. And check out my show, Nothing But Now, Thursdays at noon Pacific, 3 Eastern on Transformation Talk Radio. Are you ready to get big and live your life out loud? Tune in to Get Big Out Loud Radio, exploring life through the lens of curiosity and compassion. With me, Carrie Knudsen, joining Dr. Pat live every second Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. 
I will offer ideas to transform what you are thinking into conscious action. If you want to get big and live your life out loud, visit me at KnutsonSpeaks.com. Do you sometimes feel overwhelmed by your mind? Powerless when it seems to spin in worry circles or bombard you with self-critical thoughts? Do you want to learn how to master your mind and feel more in control of your life? Listen to Dr. Friedman's Empowerment Radio. Shift from confusion to clarity, self-doubt to confidence, and from anxiety to peace and balance. Dr. Friedman and his many guest experts share the insights and tools you want to live with greater ease, joy, and purpose. Tune in to Empowerment Radio every first and third Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time. This guided meditation is designed to get you into a parasympathetic healing state and to activate your mind-body connection so that your entire physiology reaches an optimal state of balance and harmony. So sit or lie down, let your eyes fall close, and simply breathe long and deep into the center of your being. With every breath, you can mentally recite an affirmation such as, I'm relaxed and resilient. My mind and my body have strength, courage, and wisdom to deal with anything life brings me. And after a few breaths like this, you can start taking your mind on a beautiful journey to your inner place of peace and relaxation. A beautiful beach with miles of golden sand. Slip off your shoes and walk across the soft sand. Gaze out into the distance and see the vastness of the sea. And watch how the waves roll towards the beach in a never-ending sequence, one after another. And you hear the sound of the waves building up and then petering out as they near the beach. And you feel a growing sense of peace and calm. The warm sea air is gently touching your skin. And as your feet sink into the sand with every step you take, so you're relaxing deeper and deeper with every step. And when you reach the sea, you gently let your toes test the water, which may be a little bit cold at first, but soon it feels warmer as you take a few more steps into the water. And as you allow the waves to roll over your feet and ankles and then retreat again, you breathe in the fresh salty air you begin to relax even more deeply than before. Watching the waves rolling onto the beach and then retreating back into the sea makes you contemplate on the fact that life is in a constant flow 
an endless rhythm of receiving and releasing, just like your breath. Spending time in such a healing place where you know life is a cycle. A cycle of letting go and letting in is a reprieve from all the negativity and uncertainty you may have been focusing on. And it is also a reminder that no matter what the circumstances are, you can always choose to find peace and strength from within. And now you're finding on the beach a protected space where there is a soft blanket waiting for you allowing yourself to lie down and relax even more deeply and as you close your eyes you are internally seeing a source of light like a sun or a shimmering glowing star that seems to hover over you brightly in the sky radiating energy and light and you feel a slight tingling sensation and at the same time a warm comforting glow as you become aware of the radiant waves of energy that are coming from this source of light that shines ever more brightly onto you. Become aware of the healing qualities of this light. Sense its radiant energy that can protect and heal you, that can release any discomfort, revitalize and energize every part of your body. You feel yourself drawn to this healing energy of the light, more and more knowing that its healing qualities have no limitations, know no boundaries when it comes to seeking out and eliminating any disease or discomfort as you immerse yourself in it. You bask in the healing glow of this radiant light that cleanses and heals you as it streams freely from its source down into and onto your body. Notice how this healing light is touching each part of your body down to the top of your head clearing out any negative thoughts, worries or emotions down your neck and shoulders, relieving any tension or stress there, all the way down your back, entering every muscle fiber and nerve of your spine, clearing away any toxins that may have gathered there, pouring into every last cell in your whole body, cleansing 
and revitalizing you, healing and rejuvenating you. And soon you feel more and more uplifted and light than you have felt in a long while. Your entire system feels more healthy and well. And all organs and cells and systems of your body are infused now with this light and working in harmony with each other. Your whole metabolism is becoming finely tuned to your individual needs. Your digestive system uses the food that you eat more effectively and you become aware that you desire from now on only the foods that are good for you. The healing light that is flowing through you gives you a sense of acceptance, trust, patience, peace and serenity deep within you. Your brain waves are becoming more balanced and restful. You sleep more soundly and experience beautiful dreams. And you wake up refreshed and invigorated, feeling that you are up for the day with a calm, centered confidence. And because you're more calm and in harmony with yourself, your immune system benefits hugely from this. It is energized, revitalized, and your general resistance to infections and diseases is vastly improved as you go about your day-to-day -day activities with that calm serenity. Continue to allow this pure healing light energy to bathe you, to permeate every part of you, clearing any blockages, cleansing and purifying every part of you. And imagine that your entire body is filled and completely enveloped by this healing light so that you're now immersed from the top of your head to the tips of your toes, completely bathed in this pure source of healing energy that continues its free flow in and around your body, creating an even greater sense of health and vitality and the knowledge that any time you can visualize this healing light pouring down onto and entering into your body, you will feel more light, more energized and more alive than you have in a long time. And now I would like you to imagine that you can get a sense of your best self. That inner image of the self that you want to be right now at this time. Just see yourself 
visualize yourself healthy, well, calm and confident, peaceful and relaxed, clear and decisive, but also open-hearted and compassionate. And as you watch yourself, as if you're standing right in front of yourself, that best self, you feel a deep sense of comfort and you will have a sense of what is possible for you to grow into at this time. Find this healthy image of your best self and see that this is not only possible, it is inevitable as you continue to focus on being in this calm, balanced and harmonious state within and the healing light that you felt filling you up is simply illuminating all that potential inside of you that you're now ready to tap into and to harness. And as you relax and continue to enjoy this vision of your best self and the positive feelings that are emerging from within, you find that you are on a physical and emotional level already more balanced and in a better health and more at peace than before. You find that your mind is calmer and you feel more at peace with yourself and the situation you're in. Allow all of these feelings to develop even stronger and stronger. Let that sense of peace and well-being become even more that foundation of yourself. And regardless of the stress and tension that may surround you in your life, you now recognize and sense that inner peace and harmony are always available to you. You have a feeling of empowerment and self-esteem and you feel confident that those obstacles in your way are not only easy to overcome but they are actually opportunities for you to further discover what's inside of you and to more and more grow into that best self that you now clearly see in front of you waiting for you to become it. And you remain calm and at peace no matter what you're facing. And these positive feelings are only growing stronger and stronger. The more often you are feeling that light inside of you, holding you, revitalizing you, guiding you, nourishing you, and giving you a strong stand to hold on to. And you will surprise yourself in that what you will find out you're able to do 
that what you can do for yourself and others. You surprise yourself that it's easy for you to let go of worries, anxieties, or limited thinking, and that you can always find a perspective of positivity, of potential and possibility, a perspective that gives you hope, certainty, and a sense of empowerment. Old negative patterns and emotions, you just leave them behind you and you move forward as the leader of your life and the compassionate leader for your friends and families that you are now meant to be during this time. All of this is giving you a deep sense of inner confidence and contentment. And all of these positive feelings will stay with you long after you come back from this inner journey. And as you stay in this confident and relaxed frame of mind, you'll find that inwardly you're growing stronger and stronger and you're becoming that best self that you have imagined and you will find out every day new aspects of that best self that allows you in a relaxed way to respond to any demands that may show up for you. And now it's time to return to the here and now. You feel wonderfully calm, relaxed and in control now. This experience and the good feelings associated with it will remain with you throughout the day, throughout the night, until the next time you are re-entering into the light and onto this journey. So now I'm going to count up from one to five. And at the count of five, you will be wide awake, refreshed, and relaxed and in complete control of your mind, your body, and your health. One, two, gently allow yourself to come back. Three, notice your eyelids starting to flicker. Four, you're almost ready to open your eyes. Five, open your eyes, welcome back. If you struggle with fear and anxiety, you know how powerless and stuck these emotions can make you feel. You've tried everything, but nothing helped you overcome these blocks. Dr. Friedman Schaub, award-winning author of The Fear and Anxiety Solution, created a special program which helped thousands of his clients to become healthy, happy, and confident again. Learn how to eliminate negative self-talk, let go of your emotional baggage, and replace limiting beliefs. With Dr. Friedman's accelerated program, you can break through your challenges. Visit thefearandanxietysolution.com. Are you traveling most of your day? Do you want to take Transformation Talk Radio with you anywhere you go? Well, guess what? There's an app for that. 
Just go to the App Store on your Apple device or the Google Play Store on your Android and search Transformation Talk Radio. Catch all of our live shows no matter where you are. Thanks for listening.